Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Path podcast. This is episode number six with Priya Maridu, and this is your host, Phelan Sugarman Lash. Priya is an amazing human who is an adventure model and photographer. So she's been all around the world and has gone from being a fashion model to an outdoor model and modeling for brands that she really believes in. Her journey is really inspiring and this conversation with her really changed the way that I look at my own life. So I hope that you get a lot out of it and enjoy this conversation with Priya Maridu. She is such a courageous guest and such an inspiring person. So without further ado, enjoy. But first, a word from our sponsor. Creator Academy is a platform that was built to help aspiring creatives succeed by teaching them how to upgrade the quality of their work and how to make money. If you've ever wondered how those photographers and models you see on Instagram are traveling all around the world, you can find the answers inside Creator Academy. Danny, my first guest on the show, and Kevin, his co-founder, are super genuine people who've created this platform because they want to help you live out your dreams. They've created over 50 hours of content that will directly empower you to get brand deals with hotels all around the world, learn how to build passive income streams with photography and videography, and become a better artist. They teach you how to grow your Instagram following and even offer to help you one-on-one. This is a really incredible opportunity, and I couldn't have asked for a better sponsor of the show because their mission lines up so well with my own. If you want to learn more, go to phalan.com CA. That is F-A-O-L-A-N.com CA, which will also be linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for checking it out and enjoy the podcast. Three, two, one, zero. Okay, uh, Priya, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I am really excited to have you. So to get started, do you want to just tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing right now? And uh, I know we're in quarantine, but uh, I guess before quarantine, like what your career looks like and what you do with your time. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I am Priya Maridu, aka the Wild Indian Girl. Um, Before quarantine, um, I would be running around kind of in the outdoors, um, doing anything from hiking, climbing to mountaineering, um, so on and so forth. I like just got into the world. And I say that like, I've like been introduced to the outdoors for like two years now. And it blew my mind. So I've basically just run wild <laughs> and in nature. And that's basically what I do uh, for work. I'm a content creator. Um, I'm a filmmaker and I write a couple of blog posts here and there for like outdoor brands, such as like Backcountry or like Tastemade was, is one of my biggest clients. Yeah, that's basically what I do. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so you said you just got, you just discovered the outdoors like two years ago. Do you want to yeah. dive into that a little bit more? Cause I'm curious. Sure. So, um, my partner who I've been seeing for two years, um, he is like this crazy outdoor person and we had got to talking on Instagram and he was like, Oh, let me just like pick you up. And we like went on our first little date and he literally took me on like a 15 day road trip. And that was like the first time literally at age 25 that was one my first longest road trip and two it was like the first time I've ever like slept outside I've ever slept in a car like I've never done that before so that was kind of freaky um I like took a shit in the woods (laughs) for the first time like (laughs) (laughs) and I like fell in love with it like I realized there was this whole world that I've never really dove into. Like I would see photos on Instagram about like these beautiful lakes or these beautiful mountains. And in my mind, I was just like, oh, you know what? Like that's so not attainable. And then I got out there and I was like, holy smokes, like I'm I'm in that lake right now. <laughs> like I'm yeah. there. That's awesome. Um so okay to get into a little bit more of that like that not attainable feeling is kind of what I'm going after with the podcast because I think a lot of people feel like that. And then there's just, there's not really a trick to it. It's more just going and doing this life that you want to live. So, um, you on your website, you say you take a leap of faith and then decide to quit and then like just start the life you want. So can you tell that story? Yeah. So, uh, just before my partner came pick me up, I quit my job and I dropped out of school the same day. Wow. Um, which was huge because yeah. I was um, essentially letting go of stability. I was letting go of like a potential career path that I had chose for a really long time. And I let that go because I felt myself every single day I would come home and I was exhausted. 
And it was like, not at all for the right reasons. Like I wasn't exhausted because I was happy. I wasn't exhausted because I'm like emotionally like exhilarated or anything. I was exhausted because I felt like I was stuck in this box and I was constantly trying to break through that box and always falling short. And that exhaustion basically just led me to being like, okay, you know what? Like I need I need to change. Like, this is not what I wanted my life to be. Like I'm, you know, it's like, we're, we only get to live once. And I know that is so dramatic when people say that, like, oh, you only live once. Like you got to make the most of it. But like, in reality, that's so true. Like, this is my chance to live. This is my life. And I'm going to have to make a change and I'm going to have to come home exhausted because I am so tired from being happy. And I'm so tired from like pushing myself and breaking through comfort zones and just having like emotional meltdowns and growing, like having those growing pains. Like I need to be exhausted from that and not necessarily from like beating my head against this box that I'm always trying to like break out of. Totally. Um, There's this word, it's languor and it's the feeling of exhaustion you get after giving something your all. And I feel like that's totally what you're describing right now. Yeah, uh, one yeah, of my favorite exactly. words. So you quit your job, dropped out of school. That must have been really challenging, scary, lots of fear there. Um, I remember I took one quarter off from school and it was just like the most scary thing I'd ever done. So <laughs> yeah. um, I would love to hear more about that fear that you had leading up to the decision and then like what just decided to snap you out of it. And I know you talked about like how you have one life, which I think is super true, even if it is cliche. Um, For sure. Yeah. Um. I had so many fears. Um, I had the fear of letting go of this thing that I've been like working towards. Um, You know, you spend high school, elementary, whatever, like so much school to get to like where you were. And then I was like, well, if I walk out, what happens to all of that? Like, I'm basically letting go of all of the time that I invested into it, all of the money, all of the effort, all of the late night like coffee runs, all of the late night, like exam studies, whatever. And one part that was like very strong. And then the other part was I was terrified of what my parents would think, right? Like being in this like ethnic background, your family has such a strong say in where you're going or what you're doing. And for me anyway, like coming from India, I was born there. I was raised there until eight. I moved to the States, but my heritage and my culture is still very much part of me. And like my parents try to like put that in as much as possible. And so going to school, like you have those like options, like, oh, like it's super cliche, but like the typical Indian, either you're a computer or you go into doctors. That's it. Like the two paths are like either you're a doctor or you're an engineer. And my biggest fear was, okay, well, I don't want to be either. Right. Like I don't want to be a doctor and I don't want to sit in front of a computer for hours on end, which is kind of like, ironic because that's what I do now. I sit in front of a computer for like hours on end editing videos or editing photos, whatever, but it's like different, you know? So like there was the fear of, I did so much work and I'm about to walk out. And then there was also that fear of what's my family going to say? And where do I stand after I say, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not my lifestyle. Yeah, and absolutely. honestly, for me, like, I, I just took that leap of faith. Like I said, I was just like, you know what, this sucks. Like life freaking sucks. And that's very dramatic to say, because I'm very privileged. Like I'm healthy. I have a family. I have a house over my head. I have food in my belly, but at the end of the day, I was still so unhappy. And to me personally, like I function best when I'm happy. (laughs) Like I don't function in chaos. I don't function when I'm emotional. I don't function. So I completely start breaking down and who I am gets lost. And for me, 
at the end of the day, that was the most important thing that I didn't lose who I was. And I didn't lose myself because I was falling into this like societal idea of what women should be like, or like my culture's idea of what women should be like. And just took that leap of faith. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to jump literally head first, deep end of the water with sharks on the bottom and hope that I stick the landing and I'm still swimming. Trust me, there are days where I'm drowning. There are days when sharks get too close, but I'm like, this is so much better than the alternative. That's awesome. Yeah. I love what you say about like losing yourself. Cause I think that's really important. And the message I'm trying to get across with this podcast actually is just, you know, you have to do your own life, even if it is hard and it it will be hard, but if it's you, then it's better and more rewarding. I was just talking to a friend yesterday, having this same conversation about how like editing a podcast or editing photos for hours and hours and hours on end is menial and boring. But when you're doing it for the right reasons and with the right intentions, then it feels way more interesting than doing anything else. Right. So like, yeah, so I love that. Okay. I want to jump in now that you're in this community, you're swimming in the water with the sharks and, but you are also like a lot of other people who are in this community with you. Um, what is it like being surrounded by people who believe that more is possible and believe that living this kind of life is possible? Do you think that that has inspired you to take more leaps of faith or be even more yourself or what do you believe is possible now that you didn't before? Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Like, um, so my background before I got into the outdoors was fashion. Um, so I did a lot of fashion modeling and that world was very cutthroat. People were stepping on top of each other to get to success, so on and so forth. And coming into the outdoor world, and it's like a completely new environment. Like people will like literally say, you know what? Like you can actually go up this route. I'm fine just sitting here and supporting you and seeing you grow, seeing you push your boundaries. And like I've had like my partner anyway, like he does this so often to me, like, he'll be like, you know what? Like, we don't need to go on a crazy, crazy hike. We don't need to do like a mountaineering trip where I'm getting tired, but we could do like a simple hike that where you're like getting tired and you're pushing your boundaries and you're going out of your comfort zone. So like to be in this community of like, people constantly being like, let's go, let's push, let's grow, but let's do it together is so refreshing and so like important. And you realize like not being in that kind of a community before you realize how like fragile and how like you want to protect that so much. Cause you're just like, this is, this is what I've been missing in my life, this community, this family. And literally you can go to like strangers house that you have no idea, right? You go on one hike with them. You're like buddies. You're like best friends. And you talk about shit. Like you don't talk. Like I would say I've cried in front of more strangers. Snot tears cry. Like not that pretty. Like, Oh my God, don't look at me cry. Like snot tears cry in front of strangers more and felt completely unashamed unjudged like freaking encouraged they're like yeah cry it out girl like let it all out and like you just realize how that is like that in itself is such a privilege to have yeah I grew up out in the woods like my whole life I've been in nature and so I remember backpacking trips when I was younger and just immediately in every backpacking trip, everyone just bonds so fast. Like you can be in the woods for four days and then you're just lifelong best friends with these people, which is crazy. And I think like, that's why I'm friends with so many of my good friends. But so I totally know what you're talking about. Because you get just so many things. You're just like, oh my God, I just died. Thank you so much for saving me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you get to see such beautiful things together too. And it's, it's like going through the lows and the highs with a group of people in like such a short amount of time. Okay. Exactly. So um, I want to transition a little. Well, okay, actually, first I want to ask for people out there who might want to be models. 
what does that look like and how does that process work for you? Talking fashion modeling or like well, I guess modeling? I don't really know anything about modeling. So whichever one is more interesting for you. Um, so I've done both. I've done fashion modeling and I am an outdoor model now. Um, when I did fashion, I worked with companies like Amazon and did a lot of cosmetics um, and a lot of like commercials so on and so forth. And then when, right now, what I do a lot more of is outdoor. Um, so I work with companies like Backcountry and like Icebreaker and like stuff like that. Um, to me, I find that outdoor modeling is a lot more fun and entertaining because you're just kind of like doing an activity and they just capture it. Like the photographers in this world are freaking like unreal like they make your snot and tears look so good on camera it is like uncanning on like some of the images that you see like they're so raw so emotional like I've seen photos of like rock climbers like or like Alex Alex Honnold like I've seen images of him and I could like literally feel my heart racing because of how amazing the photo was taken and being in that world, like having that be like my lifestyle where I'm going on a hike and I'm going through my highs and I'm going through my lows and I don't have to worry about like being perfect, um, in a way, like I, I don't wear makeup. I don't do my hair. And so when I'm outside, it makes sense not to do any of those things and you're just natural and you're just there, you're living. And it's just, it's a much more, um, it's a much more enjoyable process to me. Yeah. That's awesome. So in terms of logistics, like supporting yourself as a model, how do you, how does one go about like building a contract or like building relationships with people and getting paid? Yeah. So I did a lot of free work <laughs> and I, it sucks. So I've been in the industry for about six years. Um, when I did fashion modeling, I got quite a lot of work um, and it was pretty easy too, because it was like ethnic, I had color, whatever. Like it was really easy to do that work. Um, when I got into the outdoor world, I had zero clients. I had no work for a year and a half. And that was like the first time I had to ask like my parents to help me support myself. My sister would give me money to pay rent, um, stuff like that. And it really pushed me to find out who I am and what I want to do and rediscover myself. But like anybody that thinks that you can sustain super easy in this lifestyle like I just want to hit a little pause button there and be like excuse you like it is a lot of work mm. um I still I, I pitch to clients like nonstop. um even in this like pandemic of a situation right now I'm still working like every single day 24 hours I'm emailing I'm building clientele relationships I'm making sure I'm doing all of the shoots that I need to do and yeah. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah. Really hard work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> to transition a little bit, you, um, are an empower of women and self-empowerment. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. It's hoping. Yeah. Um, yeah. aren't we all? <laughs> <Or hopefully. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I want to get into that a little bit and just like talking about women and ethnic minorities in this part of the world, especially like in, um, adventure photography and modeling and stuff because I think yeah. it's such a like white genre of of work um just like as a photographer and people like I follow a bunch of photographers they all seem to be white pretty much yeah. um and then like all the models are are white too mostly so it's like what is that like breaking into that that part of the world and and how do you um go about inspiring other people to do the same um like I've been very blessed in the sense that I got introduced to the outdoors with a really good friend and someone that I trusted. So learning to do all these activities was fun and exciting. And I feel like a lot of like speaking from my own culture, like Indians don't get out. Like 
there's not a lot of people that hike, not a lot of people that go camping. Um, I was introduced to camping for the first time in my life at like age 24. And I constantly think about what my life would be like if I had gone on like one camp trip when I was like younger, like life would be so different, right? Like one time going on a hike, maybe when I was like 10 or 12, like what would life be like? And I feel like that's just not a lifestyle that is encouraged. Um, like, yes, I'm living in the United States, but my parents are still very Indian, very much like an older generation that is very stuck in their own, own, like, you know, mindset. And so when I go out, like even here, I constantly get like the rundown of, you know, be safe. Don't talk to strangers. Don't eat strange food. Like don't sleep in like sketchy places. And to me, hearing that constantly over and over again, it's kind of just like ingrained in me that I shouldn't necessarily go do anything that's sketchy. Um, keep in mind, I have now slept in a parking lot of Walmart. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, cross that one off. Yeah. yeah. Cross that one off. But like, I honestly, like, I just want to show people that it's a scary world. Yes. Like, regardless of like where you're going to be, it's going to be scary. Regardless of like what society you were brought up on, it's going to be scary. But like letting that fear dictate you, telling you where to go, where to sleep, what to eat, who to talk to, who to socialize with, like that to me seemed like absurd. I was like, well, like I can make friends wherever I want to. I can go sleep wherever I want to. As long as I'm like, okay, like going down a dark alley, accepting food from strangers, maybe not a good thing. Obviously, like use your common sense. Or, you know, ask a friend if you have questions. But, like, going on a hike with strangers, like, or going on a road trip. Like, I went on my 15-day road trip with a complete stranger. And I love him now. So, like, it's it's just not something that people do. And I want to show people that it's totally okay. Like, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to freaking, like hold all of your belongings like in your lap when you're on a strange bus because you're uncomfortable with what's going on around you which is something that I have done shamelessly but you know like you can't let that stop you like you can't just like sit in your house in like the middle of four walls and expect life to like knock on your door and be exciting like that's just not gonna happen yeah totally I think I had this experience because I my sophomore year of college, which was a few years ago, decided to take a quarter off and went to Southeast Asia to just backpack for a few months. And, yeah. oh my God, I just got there and I was like, wait, this is just the same as it was at home. If yeah. not like more safe, even though I don't speak the language, like I can't communicate with everyone, anyone except for like hand gestures, right? And like very broken English. And then you get on those <laughs> sketchy buses and you sit with people you've never seen before and you drive over these rocky mountains and like the driver is like maybe on cocaine and you're just like, well, you know, like it's going <laughs> to happen and whatever happens, happens. Like, and then you make friends in those situations. And that's just like such a valuable experience for it was for me anyway, because I think it showed me that anywhere in the world, people are the same and people are just trying to be good people and like take care of their families. And you're not going to like go somewhere else in the world and find an evil country, right? Like where everyone there is sucks. Like that's just not a thing. But I think a yeah. lot of people in the U S and especially I don't know. What would you say like about, cause you talked about, you know, Indian culture and like that being more like, you know, one direction and towards these, these safe careers. And I think that's pretty common with all immigrants, especially to the U S like there's this American dream that the immigrants are going for. Yeah. Um, but I think like that's kind of counterintuitive because like immigrants come from another country. And so they must know like these other countries are good places to be and like people there are yeah. good. So it's like, what do you think about that? I, it's so funny, right? Like, cause they're going to this like strange place. Like my parents, my family moved to the United States in like, I don't know, like 2004. Oh my God, 2004, it's 2020. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but 
you know, we came from there a really long time ago and I was tossed into the society where I didn't fit in. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anything really. And if I had that mindset of don't talk to strangers, don't push yourself, don't get out of your comfort zone, don't do anything. I would literally be at home doing absolutely nothing. Like I would have no social life. I would have no me, you know, like the me that I am right now. Like I wouldn't have that. The me that I am right now is like social and I'm a butterfly. I thrive when I'm like pushing myself and I wouldn't know any of these things. And it's like coming from an ethnic background and being a woman in that, those like fears of like, don't talk to men. Don't look anybody in the eye. Don't show any attitude. Don't, 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 don't. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. You like should all over yourself. You're just like, I should be this way. I shouldn't be that way. Oh, I'm a lady. Like I should sit this way. I should talk this way, whatever. You're shooting all over yourself. And you get put in this like stupid, crazy box. And what do you get out of it? You know, it's like, what happens? What's next? Yeah, absolutely. So how did you move past those shoulds into like not having them? Because I think a lot of people have them regardless of back. So a lot of that had to do with sitting down and talking to my parents. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like, you cannot tell me what my body can be like. You cannot tell me who I should talk to. You cannot do this and you cannot do that. And I know that sounds really, really lame because people here, they're like, okay, well, I don't let my parents do that. But for me, that was very much a big part of my lifestyle. When I, like in India anyway, like women are very freaking submissive. They're just like, sure, I will follow a complete stranger into marriage without even like talking to him. I will, you know, keep my head down and let men do whatever they want to do. Like it's that like society that I came from and to break out of all those shits, I literally sat down and I was like, this is what my life's going to be. And I will tell you, it did not go easy. Um, I still struggle with communicating to my parents about my dreams and my goals and where I want to go and what I want to do and how I don't have a plan. Like to them, it's absurd. I don't have a plan. They're like, okay, well, what's step one? And I'm like, there's no steps. Like there's no, there's no path that I'm taking. I'm like, you know, literally creating the path as I go. You know, I'm like literally, if it's a bridge, I'm putting one break after another after I have completed the bricks, like that's where I'm at. And it's an constant struggle and it's a constant growing process and there are constant growing pains. But after we had those kind of discussions, after we like sat down and like, you know, put everything up in the air, it's so much easier on me because I'm not shitting on myself and I'm not letting anybody else should on me either. I'm just like, Oh, I should do that. Well, let's see how that goes. Like, like bring that conversation up with me. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's, let's converse. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that talking to someone's parents and talking to your parents is such a powerful, um, experience. And I, I was in this, this leadership group recently and there were two, uh, women in the group with me and they're both of their parents are immigrants, like both, both sets of parents. And, um, one from, from Vietnam and one from Poland. And like these, my friends kept talking about how they like couldn't have these kinds of conversations with their parents. And for me, they just came so naturally. So I think like what you're saying is so true. And, you know, when I went to, when I decided to drop out of school for a bit and go to Asia, my parents were like, you must not do that. Right. And I was like, no, no, like I'm an adult. I'm going to do this if I want to do this. Right. And just like that decision to like do your life, regardless of what your parents think is such a freeing decision. And I'm really like, that's cool that you did that. It's really inspiring. And I can like 100% talk to any Indian that's listening to this podcast. If you tell your parents something and they're like, okay, well, you're not my child anymore. That is such a natural conversation between everyone. Like they'll, I've been disowned. I've been like not talked to. I've been put in a corner and Honestly, like to me, it literally came down to, well, what is it that I want? 
And I know that I want my parents in my life. I know I want them there, but I also know that I want myself and constant battle. Yes. But like, those are things that I want. And literally like if any of those Indians out there are struggling, take a step back and literally know that that's not going to change overnight and just continue to have those conversations continue to like push back those boundaries and it's so awkward having those like conversations like like I've like blushed and just like laughed my ass off because I had no idea what to do in so many situations but you know it's part of life yeah absolutely I think that another really important thing is that that I was thinking about you were talking is that you being a woman and being an immigrant and being like an ethnic minority in the U S you've gone through a bunch of like challenging situations and that has probably made you more resilient and more like powerful as a human because you've made it through a lot of lows. And so I think like the more consistently we can realize that the lows that we have in our lives actually help us be better people and work harder and be more of ourselves. Like that's a really empowering thought. And so I think like for you, it's really cool to see that you're doing what you want with your life and you're managing to keep your family in your life in the way that you want. And that's like really, really empowering, empowering for everyone listening. So that's awesome. Um, my dad, like I, I fight with my dad all the time and there's been like points where he's like, well, you're not my daughter anymore. And so on and so forth. And then I'll just be like, well, that sucks. Cause you're my dad. So you're gonna have to deal with this. So <laughs> sucks to be you right now, but this ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, what is it, what is it like to, um, like, okay. So something that I've seen a pattern that I've, I've noticed is that people who uh, have taken this like leap of faith to live the kind of life that they want will scrape the bottom of the barrel, but in such a way that it's like, it's not necessarily an emotional scraping of the bottom of the barrel in the same way that like getting depressed from living out of authenticity leads to right like when you lose yourself that's like a really challenging thing because you come home exhausted every day and that's just like emotionally really 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 hard but it's more of like when you take this leap of faith you end up you know with no money and no clients and no like opportunities and that's just something that happens I think to everyone who tries and really really puts their life on the line is that they end up going through this low and then if you stick with that then you get something out of it that's really amazing so that happened to you it sounds like Um, for the first like year and a half yeah um and I just want to make it clear that that happens to literally everybody that's a great point yeah like yes life sucked as soon as I gave up my fashion and as soon as like I went into the outdoor world like yeah it was like really hard to find out what I wanted to do and who I was and that's kind of how the wild Indian girl came about But like I had very supportive family. Like I built this relationship up with my mom and with my dad and my sister and they've gotten me through all of my hearts and all of my lows and like terrible, terrible points. Like there were so many times. So I was in New Zealand too when that happened. Um, Like strange place, zero friends, had a lease, money I couldn't pay, zero jobs, literally I was eating grilled cheese sandwiches seven days a week for lunch and dinner. It was disgusting. And I, you know, you find out who you are and that push, that struggle showed me that my family was by my side, um, regardless of what happened. And okay, well, if shit hit the fan, I knew I could come back and build again. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people that are going into the industry and don't hit success, like day one, they give up and they just like, they're like, Oh, it's not for me or, Oh, I'm struggling. And okay. Well, yeah, but like everybody is too, buddy. Like, come on. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were, um, 
you said you learned a lot about yourself from that experience. What did you learn and, and how have you applied that in the last few years? So it sounds really lame, but I learned that I had it really easy with work. I had jobs fall on my lap left and right when I was doing fashion modeling because I was different looking and like just like the outdoor industry, color is very limited in fashion as well. And so when people saw color, I was like wanted and needed and I thrived. And I learned that I wasn't really growing as much as I would like to. And so I, it gave me an opportunity to push myself in a way where I probably would not have if I was just doing fashion modeling. So I learned that I was a lot stronger than I thought I was. I learned that I was a lot more emotionally unstable and that's such a hard journey to go through. Like finding out like, Oh, actually I have like none of my ducks in a row and this is just terrible. Like I've hit the bottom and that time where I had no work, no friends, no, nothing. I had literally nothing except for debt. It gave me so much time to work on me, like to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. And it gave me an opportunity to see me in a way I probably would not have if I didn't take that time for myself. Granted, it's easier now than it was then. Cause you know, when you're in it, you're just like so narrow-minded and all you see is like darkness. But like after everything's been said and done, like I realized that, yeah, I was surrounded by darkness, but I still had the light inside me. Beautiful. And it took so much to find that. Yeah. That's super powerful. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, I think as someone who has had that experience and realized like, oh, none of my ducks are in a row and I have no idea who I am or what I want. And that's just like such a shattering experience and throws you into darkness. It's like that happened to me when I went abroad to study in New Zealand, actually, and then like got there. Yeah, maybe it's just New Zealand, huh? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no it's New Zealand is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got there and I was just like, okay, this this sucks. Like I don't know who I am. I didn't have like any money, so I couldn't like go do cool adventures really. But then I realized like I could. It's just you know hitchhiking or like hopping on someone else's car and it doesn't take a lot of money to live a really cool life it just takes a good mindset and an adventurous spirit so I think that's really amazing that you had that experience and have managed to come out the other side and those like really low lows that we experience fuel such a like passion and dedication to ourselves I think because coming out the other side and then looking back at who we are and that light inside and knowing that that is always there and that's like a driving force super super powerful so yeah yeah I appreciate that um in terms of where you're at now and with this quarantine happening I think that this quarantine is a good opportunity for people to do that same kind of thing and that it's it's probably brought a lot of people to that place because it's slowed everyone down people have to stop like throwing themselves into needless projects or distractions and stuff so it's like what would you say to those people who are going through that experience now during this quarantine? I would say stick with it. Don't give up. Like I'm on my 30 day vitamin like uh, track. <laughs> I'm on like day, I think 15. But honestly, like stick with it. Like don't let go. Don't don't play the blame game. Cause that's one thing I did when I was in my dark darks, I started playing the blame game. I literally put blame on every single stranger person that came into my life that had nothing to do with it. Like I, I think I blamed like a dog once for me having a bad day and dogs never give you a bad day unless they bite you. So I guess that's like a, you know, 50, 50 chance, but like, you know, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, don't play the blame game. Don't give up. Keep freaking doing whatever you're doing. And I know it seems so hard right now, but like, honestly, you're going to be so much stronger and so much better from this. Like it sucks. Like it sucks for me. It sucks for you. It sucks for your neighbor. It sucks for everybody. We're all in this together. Like 
people that think that they're in it by themselves, with themselves, with nothing to do, nowhere to go, no person to turn to, just know it's like the complete opposite. Like you can literally turn on your Instagram and go on a live stream and people will show up and they'll be there with you and they'll support you. Yeah. Because that's all we can do right now is like support each other. So might as well freaking support the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's really powerful. I think uh, right now, even though we seem so alone and isolated from the world, it's actually brought a lot of people together yeah. in terms of the huge communities. Um, like there was a concert last night on uh, the World Nation or something, and like a bunch of people from all around the world just came together. I didn't watch it, but I think that's like really, really cool that that kind of thing has happened. So another another topic I want to get into a little bit is like body image and being a model and being surrounded by like that community and probably worse in like the fashion industry and then probably better in the outdoors part of the (laughs) world just in terms of like the kinds of people that they attract but like I know a lot of my friends who are women really struggle with body image stuff and as a model do you have like a different kind of experience with that and and what would you say to people who are like watching Instagram all the time and that kind of thing? Um, so I have a very sensitive relationship with my body. Um, growing up, I was like 90 pounds until I was 21. I literally gained no weight. So at home with my family, I constantly had people telling me that I was unhealthy, that I need to eat more, that I, you know, everybody had an opinion. Right. And so when I went into the fashion world, what was looked down on in my family, in my society, in my friends was looked up to. So I dove so deep into that world because Mm. suddenly my body was like wanted and my body was perfect and ideal. And like, something that little girls should look up to and whatever, like, you know, it was, it was put up on a pedestal. Right. And I (laughs) was in a magazine and I brought it home one day and my like mom's friends or something, they were like looking at it and they were like showing it to their kid. And they're like, Oh, look, like this is like, you know, this is Priya. And like, look at her like she's so cool and they were like proud and they're being nerdy and like showing me off whatever and the little girl was like oh I wish I had a body like that and it hit me and I was just like oh my god like I'm literally doing the same exact thing that other people were doing to me I was putting what society said was okay and putting it in front of like screens and putting it in magazines for little girls to look at and to look at themselves and say well that's not me and that's never going to be me and that's not okay yeah and it was like mind-blowing so I quit fashion I went into the outdoor world and that was like a world that was literally casted with like mountains of people around me right so like everybody casted this huge shadow of having stronger hands, stronger legs. They had six pack abs. Like I didn't, I've never seen abs on my body, you know, (laughs) ever. Yeah, I get that. And (laughs) like, and I would look at them and I would be like, well, that's not my body and I'm never going to get there. And I let go. I like literally let myself go so bad. Um, you could see it in like my latest post. I talked about how I gained over 40 pounds in one year of doing nothing, sitting and crying and eating and not having a healthy lifestyle and telling myself that my body wasn't beautiful and that I wasn't beautiful. And I don't stand, it sounds really weird, but like I don't look at myself naked in a mirror because I'm not comfortable with it. And I don't wear two-piece bikinis because I'm not comfortable with it. Because I got into this idea that like my body needed to fit in one or the other worlds. Either I had this like 
perfect image or I had this like athletic image. And like when I had my perfect body, people didn't see the other side of things. Like I have a really, really big chest and I don't sleep at night because I have terrible back pain. I have like horrible, horrible posture because I'm always like, like even now, like talking to you, I constantly look at myself and I'm like, sit up straight. But it's like, yeah, yeah, sit up straight. (laughs) But, you know, people don't see that. And people don't like understand that everybody's going through their own little battle. And it's not for others to tell you what you should look like and what you should feel like. As long as you're healthy, you are freaking fine and gorgeous and amazing just the way you are. Like, you don't have to have like you don't have to have a six pack abs to be considered like drop dead gorgeous. You don't have to have those. Like, did you know there was this thing that ha- that happened like the thigh gap and the mermaid legs? Yeah. I am now mermaid legs and I am so okay with being Ariel's best friend. I'm fine. You know, Yeah. but like, I, it's like, you don't have to fit into those. You don't have to be perfect. You are you and you are freaking amazing. So honestly, anybody that's listening to this, if you take one thing away from this, your body is freaking fine. Mm. Like chill the fuck out. Everybody's going through their own things. If you are healthy and you are happy inside, like literally if you are heart is happy, that's all that matters. That's really powerful. Um, I appreciate you saying this. This is like, I'm sure it takes a lot of courage to talk about. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Definitely something that's not talked about in my culture as well. Yeah. You know, Interesting. women have to be a specific way. You have to have birthing hips so you can bear your children and call it good. You have to have like beautiful, luscious, like long hair and whatever, like, I don't know, but yeah, I can literally go on about body image for like days on end. <laughs> well, thank you for talking about it. Um, I think it's it's really important to talk about in in this world, and it makes a lot of sense, like what you what you say. Um, and I think it's it's really cool just to like bring this back, the like to bring towards body and, and soul together, because I think how we are in our minds and our bodies and our soul are all like kind of interconnected. And if we're really healthy in our soul and in our hearts, and like if we're living the lives we really want to, then our bodies are just aren't as important in terms of like how we look. Yeah, um, and that's just really a vessel. Right, right. And like Literally it's, it's important to be healthy, like you said, but like yeah. it doesn't really matter how you look as long as you're happy and fulfilled with what you're doing with your time. So I think that's really important. Um, For sure. Yeah, and I think also now, probably more than ever before, like it doesn't really matter how you look if you want to like go model because like there are all different kinds of, like opportunities to do that um that's really cool if anybody tells you there's no work so that was something that I struggled with um when I was with agencies people would always be like there's no work for your body type there's no work for your height okay well you know what like I dropped all my agencies and I signed with like outdoor companies like in a year takes a year but still signed with them and didn't know that my emails still worked, but I got emails from my agency saying, Hey, we have all this work for you. And I was like, Oh, cool. Thanks. But like, I found it myself as well. That's awesome. (laughs) So if you want to model, like honest, I would be so happy to help anybody that wants to go through this journey. So hit me up. Awesome. But it's so nice of you. Like, yeah, it's a tough world. We'll figure it out together. Cool. Okay, so um, just to wrap things up because we're about at our time. Um, what is it? And we've we've talked about this, I think. But how do you know you're living an authentic life, and and what does that mean for you? Like, what are the the signs in your heart? You know that you can feel that you're doing it. Yeah. So I talked about shooting all over myself. Um, when I get back into that track of like I'm shooting all over myself I'm like oh well maybe I shouldn't (laughs) maybe I like can look at 
what I'm doing and where I'm going and really looking inside and seeing if that makes me happy, if that brings me joy, and if it's pushing boundaries. And keep in mind, I'm happy when I'm crying because that means I'm pushing my boundaries. I'm growing. I have growing pains and those pains are really good to have because you're building character. You're building who you are. So like snot tears, that's also joy in my book. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) But if I'm not doing that and I'm just coasting through life, like that's when I'm like, oh, maybe it's time to get a little check, find out where I'm going, look at where I've been, look at what's next and see if that's still something that I want. And like people think if you choose one path, you're supposed to be in it for the rest of your life. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about these like circles that we make, like, oh, like maybe I want to go back to school and bring that circle back around, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, that doesn't mean you're not authentic. That doesn't mean you're a hypocritical. Like, yes, one point in my life, I said school wasn't necessary, but that might not be the same tomorrow. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think that so many people come into life either wanting to have a plan for the next like 10 years or yeah. setting a direction and then like walking down it. But really it's so unpredictable. So I love yeah. that. Um, and then before we wrap up, I just want to end on a positive note. So what yeah. is like a really cool adventure that you've gone on because of the life changes that you've made and just like that story yeah oh my goodness um I've been on a lot of adventures and I'm very happy that I can say that um one of the ones that I oh my goodness I have so many that I love I can't choose are you kidding okay well I'll start off with the the one that started everything off my 15-day road trip that was an adventure in so many levels. I literally saw the world that I thought was not real. I was like, that's not real. That's photoshopped. Like that lake doesn't exist. Those trees are not that color. Like I've never even seen fall full swing until I got outside. Right. Like when I was in Europe, I was riding my motorcycle in Europe and I saw colors that were so freaking vibrant, so beautiful. And I was like, how is this from a tree? Like, what is happening? Yeah, totally. But those 15 days where I slept under the stars, I had my first backpacking trip. I, my first time sleeping in a car, first time going five days without a shower. I'm not proud of that. So <laughs> it's, it's a fun time, but also a gross time. <laughs> it's a very gross time. At the end of every backpacking trip, I'm always like, I just want to shower, please. I just, yeah, yeah. I just want to sit in like a lake of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but like, that was probably my most fond memory because that's what got me into the outdoors and introduced me to this like world that I'm like so in love with. Nice. Well, I love that. Great answer. Um, Priya, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been Thanks for having a, me. Yeah, privilege to talk to you, and you are such an inspiring person. So keep doing what thank you're you. doing. Thank yeah. you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Authentic Path podcast with Priya. Priya is such an amazing human, and I loved talking to her. This conversation left me so inspired to keep doing my own path and keep walking and pushing through the challenges. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please consider sharing it with a friend and always remember to apply what you heard in the podcast to your life. I know there's a lot in here to apply um, and figure out how you can stop living in shoulds. I think that's really powerful. So yeah, keep on keeping on and I'll see you next time on the Authentic Path Podcast. All right, bye.